everyone. Thanks for tuning in to 301 Leroy, the official podcast for the City of Fenton, Michigan. I'm Tessa, the Communications Director at City Hall, and 301 Leroy is your one-stop destination for all things Fenton, from city events to community news. Today, we're talking with Wade Rouse, whose pen name is Viola Shipman, and the author of the new book, The Wishing Bridge. Thanks for joining me today, Wade. Thank you for having me. We are so excited for the event that's coming up in November. So I have a lot of questions for you, but I know that you're a very busy man. So let's start with this particular event, because not only is this an author talk, but there's a book being released that weekend too, right? That's exactly it. Yeah, this is going to be my big launch event in Fenton with uh, Fenton's Open Book. So the Wishing Bridge is my new Christmas novel, which releases on November 7th. And the event in Fenton is actually going to be the mega pre-launch event that's going to kick off my two-week tour. So I'm incredibly excited. It's just the perfect location. You have the greatest independent bookstore right in your backyard. <laughs> and it's so close to not only Detroit, um, where the book is partially set, but also Frankenmuth, which is where the book is is really set. So I'm I'm super excited. We're so fortunate to have you here for that event. And you are right. Open Book is the best independent <laughs> bookstore in and around Michigan. So um, let's talk a little bit about your books because you've been featured on Good Morning America. And I've seen your books in bookstores all across Michigan. So I have one question for you. How are you able to depict women so well in your books. You know how many books out there have just the cruddiest women in their books and yours <laughs> are so relatable. How do you do it? I spent my childhood growing up with both of my grandmothers, my mother, my aunts, my great aunts, you know, baking in their kitchen, um, spending time in their sewing rooms, going with them every Saturday to get their hair done at the beauty salon. Um, <laughs> You know, going to Sunday school every single week with with my grandmothers, and they also both volunteered at the library. So they were seminal in my in my childhood. And you know, I not only spent time with them, but I got to hear all of their stories. You know how they became the people that they did, and their lives were not easy. My pen name, Viola Shipman. You know, my grandmother never finished high school. She never learned to drive. Um, and she sacrificed everything for her family um, to have a better life than she did. And, you know, people saw her in our little town as poor, but she was actually the richest woman I'd ever known because she mm -hmm. understood what it meant most in life. So I feel like the stories and lessons and hardships that she shared with me have stayed with me forever. And like you said, I really, you know, a huge reader as a writer, you have to be, but I rarely saw women depicted um, well in books, especially the women that I knew, you know, which are really good, kind, hardworking women, um, you know, who usually aren't 20 or 30 years old, right. that are 40, 50s, up to their 80s, who, you know, who get knocked down by life, but who get up and soldier on with as much dignity and grace as they can muster. And those are the types of women that I, I love writing about, because those are the women I know. 
And those are the women that are reading the books. I mean, your books are perfect for all ages. Like I bought a copy of um, the one that's set in the garden. What's that one named? Oh, the heirloom garden. The heirloom garden. I bought a copy of that for my um, oldest daughter, who's 13. And mm -hmm. I feel like these are women that she can reflect on as she grows. But I also bought another book for my mother. And it's, I, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate how well you've written them and how much, how relatable they are um, as a main character, because you're right. You don't see women in their forties and up as main characters, but they're the people who have all the knowledge. That's exactly it. You know, I think we've gotten a little bit misguided in the world today on who we consider to be um, our role models <laughs> and our heroes and our inspiration. You know, it's, it's, you know, we tend to really overlook the elders in our lives, you know, people that um, have worked so hard. And, you know, we always, I think social media has really guided us in a, in a different direction these days where we're focused on things that are younger and newer, but that, it, you know, those folks don't often always have the answers um, that we need um, in our lives. And you, that's the other ultimate compliment you just gave me. You know, I grew up reading with both of my grandmothers and they, you know, in their 60s at the time mm -hmm. would give me books um, to share that we read together and then discuss. And I write books that, that you know, can be shared, as you said, from, I think, eight to 80. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want, you know, different generations to discuss these books and read them and be impacted by these characters because that's how I grew up. I have to ask about uh, your grandma because I know that a lot of your stories are tied in with the food, which really grounds people in your stories because it gives them an extra element of something that they can sense and taste. So what is your favorite recipe that your grandma shared with you? Uh, there are many, you know, it's, it's interesting. I started writing these novels because I found um, later in my life, when I was moving my father into a smaller home after my mother had passed, all of my grandmother's heirlooms boxed in, in, the, in the attic. And, you know, one of the things I found was her recipe box and all of her recipe cards that were handwritten. And, um, you know, my favorite, probably my favorite recipe of hers is her cherry chip cake, which Ooh. I actually share not only in my novel, The Recipe Box, but um, in my most recent summer novel, Famous in a Small Town. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, you can use maraschino cherries, but really you need to use fresh, um, fresh Michigan cherries would be best. Mm -hmm. And it is a, it's a beautiful cake that, you know, is pink as a spring tulip and it is delicious. And she used to make it for me for every special occasion. And it it's a little bit of effort, but it is so worth it. It's, the best uh, buttercream frosting you'll ever taste in your life. I don't doubt it. I think that maybe you, maybe we should just have a party where we serve all of the recipes from your books. <laughs> maybe you should make a cookbook. You know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, the recipe box, every chapter is centered around one of my grandmother's favorite recipes that came straight from a recipe box. And we actually just had a Viola Shipman tour here in Saugatuck. Um, I'm doing these smitten with the mitten tours that take readers actually behind the scenes of what inspired my novels. And this was all food. You know, we went to an orchard and picked apples and then went into a century old um, pie maker and, and made our own pies that they baked and we took home with us. So, you know, food is 
an incredible connector, especially we know as the holidays get closer because we love certain foods that our family makes and we never want that to change. No. And it's a nice, it's a nice heirloom. You're right. Uh, It goes down from generation to generation and it's a memory. Your fans are some of the most dedicated people out in the world. So let's talk about this event. What can people expect when they come to one of your author talks? It's a full on love fest. You know, I would say, yeah, I love, I love the tours. You know, some authors are very introverted and they don't, I think, enjoy, you know, being on the road and, and meeting readers because it takes a lot out of them. I'm very different. I love bringing my books to life for people. I love sharing the story behind the story. I love meeting each and every reader. You know, I'm a person that will talk to them for hours and hug on them and love on them because <laughs> I feel like we're we're very connected and I take that very seriously you know I always tell people that um, you know when they reach out to me on social media or personally I, I answer every single person every single day because there's so many other things that you all could be doing you know you could be reading mm-hmm. other authors you could be doing anything else with your time so it's always humbling and very gratifying to me and I never take that for granted so this is going to be a you know the Fenton event is going to be a mega party. There's a <laughs> VIP party with special yep. cocktails and appetizers, and then you know the the full event. So it's going to be it's going to be amazing to bring the Wishing Bridge to life for readers because it's right in your backyard. Absolutely, I'm so excited about um, the exclusive event beforehand, just for the fact that um, the person who makes your teas, what is her first name? Amy. Amy, she is bringing not only a special cocktail themed around there, but she also has a tea and she'll be, she'll be at the event too. So um, we were talking about some of that stuff at a meeting the other day, and this is going to be a mixture of glamour and fun and comfort and really everything that your books encompass. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be, I think I, I, I'm already excited to get over there and get started. Yeah. So I'd be wearing a Santa hat. We'll see. We'll see. what. Oh, okay. All right. I might hold you to that. Let's talk about some of your um, other books because you don't just write novels. You also have memoirs. And when I was looking through your memoirs and reading from those, I was thinking a lot about how your process of becoming a writer, being um, a young adult, and then uh, finding your voice. So if there are any young authors out there listening, do you have any advice for them on their journey and finding themselves? I have hours of advice uh, for young young writers. It's okay to dream to be something um, other than what we're told we should be in society. You know, a doctor or an attorney or an engineer like my father was, he thought I was crazy to be a writer, never understood it. But the biggest thing that we need to set aside is fear. You know, we become so scared, especially the older that we get. You know, we're scared that we're going to fail. We're scared that we're not going to make enough money. We're scared that we're not going to have health insurance. But the biggest thing that we can do is just hold on to that dream. Um, You know, if you're writing and you're fearful, terrible things happen from your head to to your fingers and to the Mm -hmm. laptop. The biggest advice I can give to young writers is, you know, to knock that fear away and not worry about what people think of you 
or what you think you should be doing. And if there's a story that's inside your head that's calling to you, there's one in your heart and your soul that's calling to you, then you need to get it down because it will change you and it can change the world. That's inspirational. I think that's true for young writers and old writers and all writers in between, new, old. Any writer, you're exactly right. It's, you know, we, we really do. We become, we become too paralyzed by fear and we're taught, we're taught sometimes too often to be scared instead of to be, to being empowered. And, you know, that's what you need to remember, especially in any artistic endeavor you take on. Sure. Absolutely. The arts are terrifying. They are. <laughs> they are. You put so much of yourself on the line. But I've got to ask, what's next for you and Gary? Because you've got another novel in the process. You know, you're traveling all around promoting your books. Everyone can join you for Wine with Wade. Now, I heard that you're going to be going outside of the U.S. Is that correct? Yeah, we're doing a really huge tour um, for November, but we're actually headed out on, we've got a big vacation coming up right now. We're going to Greece and um, Athens and London. So very oh excited. Gosh. And then, yeah, I'm following up next year with a brand new novel, a summer novel that's going to be out in August. Um, we just came up with a title. It's called Page Turner. Um, and it's about books. So it's a really kind of insidery look at uh, the publishing industry from a from a female character who's always kind of felt like an outsider. So it's really about the power of books um, and their transformational power. So I'm super excited. That does sound exciting. Now, do you think that you'll draw from your experiences overseas for a new book? You know, I always any any Anywhere I travel, anything I hear, I always pull it, pull it into it. So yeah, I'm actually, you know, I'm every novel I write set in Michigan, as you know, but I am starting to play a little bit with dual settings. So mm -hmm. there is some thought that, you know, if I love Greece, um, maybe, you know, I was in Italy a year or so ago, that these places could start being kind of a parallel to Michigan. And I can kind of start using both of those as settings as sort of a juxtaposition. So yeah, I think, I think you'll see it. You'll see it come to play here in the future. <laughs> That's very exciting too. And then, you know, if you go on an overseas tour, I'm going to have to go. So there's my excuse. That's all of our excuses. You are more than welcome. You know, it's actually, I was in, my books have been published in 25 languages and was able to be in Germany a number of years ago when it was it was thrilling because I got off the plane and my books were in the bookstore there. And I was like, what is happening? So it's, uh, it's, re it's really exciting to see. Must be like an alternate reality where you get off the plane in another country and your art is on display. It did. It seemed, um, it was surreal. It seemed fake, like a movie. Well, I am so excited for you to join us here in Fenton in November for this special event. We are starting to sell tickets now, so make sure that uh, you reserve yours as quickly as possible so that you can be there to be with Wade, hear about the new book, get it the weekend it comes out, and it's going to be signed. You're going to be signing books at the event, correct? Mm -hmm personalizing and autographing every single copy that is sold. So this is going to be an amazing event. And I know 
open book has put their heart and soul into it. So we're going to have a huge holiday party on Monday, November 6th with open book. And I just urge everybody to get their tickets now and tell all their friends and favorite readers because it's going to be a huge celebration. For more information and to purchase your tickets, head to FentonTickets.com. Now, this event is on Monday, November 6th. The VIP experience starts at 530 and the regular admission event starts at 7 p.m. We can't wait to see you there. Thank you for joining me on 301 Leroy, your one-stop destination for all things Fenton.